Chapter 1. We have a special today. Matthew chapter 1. And I'll begin reading in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on those things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the incarnation that you would come to earth and put on a body. We thank you for the salvation you have provided for us through faith in Christ. Um, Father, we thank you for the word that's gone forth already in this place. And, and Father, uh, both in the children's Sunday school hour or the adult Sunday school hour. And, um, Father, we pray now, just pray for the filling of your spirit. Help me to minister the word to your people. Help my dear wife uh, ministering the message and sign. And all of those in the nursery, bless and, and fill with thy spirit uh, as they labor there. And Father, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for those that are with us. Um, online and Lord we ask you just to speak to every heart to uh, to bless the message of your salvation as it goes forward give people understanding that they might know that you have provided the greatest gift in all the world it is salvation through faith in your blessed son uh, father help us in this we pray I thank you for this church I thank you for your presence here with us today and father we do pray and ask these things in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good. I want to be like him. We all want to want that. Amen. Oh, to be like thee. Amen. 
I like Christmas. I love Christmas. Uh, Brother Chris was talking about how Christmas different for you when now since you've been saved. I tell you, that'll be a joyous time uh, sharing that. And he won't be here with you physically. We'll be with you here in spirit, I'll tell you. And uh, I'm thankful for uh, those laboring for the services to come. The following week, should the Lord tarry, and I'm very thankful. I praise the Lord. By the way, there's a generous gift given in the offering for the pastor and his wife this past week, and I'm thankful for that. I praise the Lord for that. I just want to mention that. And uh, don't want you don't want you to think it's not appreciated. Uh, praise God for that. <clears throat> Christmas season. Well, we're going to talk this morning just a bit about about the name of Jesus. Uh, the name uh, of Jesus. Uh, there is no other name like the name of Jesus. Amen. So we sing. And it is indeed a, a wonderful name. And I want us to see, uh, first of all, as we consider the name of Jesus this morning, first of all, number one, the name of Jesus is a heavenly name. Number one, the name of Jesus is a heavenly name. And we say that because he was named from where? From heaven, amen. Uh, in uh, verse 20 there, the angel appeared unto him saying, Joseph. He begins to speak uh, to Joseph, the son of David. Talks about Mary. She shall bring forth a son, verse 21, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Uh, praise God, for he shall save his people from their sins. <clears throat> so that name was a name given him from heaven as Luke uh, writes about this uh, portion here he writes in Luke 2.21 his name shall was, was called Jesus which was so named of the angel uh, before he was conceived in the womb okay so this indeed is a, a heavenly name uh, been given him by God Make no mistake about it, uh, that angel was doing the will of God. In, uh, uh, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10, uh, we would read, Thy kingdom will come, what? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And there are some angels in, in chains, and there are some fallen angels in the world, but as best we can read our, uh, our, our Bible and understand it, there are no more of those abiding in heaven now. All those ones there are what? Holy angels. And, uh, and they serve God faithfully. And they do his bidding always. And, uh, and, they, and when that angel came down to, to, uh, to let Joseph know the child was to be named Jesus, whose bidding was he doing? He was doing the bidding of the Father. Amen. He was, uh, he was doing the will of God. And so indeed, it is, uh, it is a heavenly name. We uh, uh, rejoiced in one of the blessings that the church has uh, in Acts chapter 1, a little study on the, on the church and the blessings there, how the angels are ministers uh, uh, in, in this church age. Hebrews 1.13, uh, to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He said that, God the Father said that to the Son alone. Uh, and uh, but he, what do you say about the angels? Are not are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them, who shall be heirs of salvation? 
And uh, so that angel came ministering to Joseph, giving him direction as to how God had want God wanted this this holy child uh, uh, to to be named. And uh, we're thankful for God's uh, uh, God's working in our lives. God's uh, intervening many times, perhaps through angels, maybe when we don't know it. Uh, but uh, in Matthew eighteen ten, Jesus said. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. And I see the picture of the angels just waiting for the next command. Just waiting for the next order of service that they would carry it out immediately, zealously, and uh, f- f- for the glory of God. And We uh, praise God. We are thankful. Uh, for Jesus it's a wonderful name uh, because it's a, a heavenly name uh, given to him of the father we think of uh, of John the Baptist when he uh, was uh, going to be born and his was a miraculous birth too different than Mary's his was uh, John was born when his parents were aged and probably apart from God wouldn't have had a child but yet they came together and had a child uh, in the natural sense but in a late late time uh, in life when they when they probably without a miracle wouldn't have had a child even that way but John was born and uh, and uh, what did the angel say to Gabriel you're going to call his name John. And uh, remember what happened when, when, uh, when Zacharias didn't, uh, didn't, uh, didn't uh, believe the angel? Uh, how am I going to know this? Well, you should have known that God's able to do that. He'd done it before with Abraham. Amen. And Sarah gave them a, a child late in life. Well, what happened? Uh, well, Zacharias became dumb. He couldn't talk, you know, until that, uh, that child was born. And so, uh, uh, as, uh, uh, as uh, the time came uh, for them uh, to bring uh, John to the, to the temple and such, uh, the Bible says uh, they're going to name the child in Luke 160. His mother, uh, uh, Elizabeth, answered, they, they said, uh, what, what are you going to name the child? They said, we're gonna, well, maybe Zacharias have to name his father. She says, not so. He shall be called John. They said unto her, there is none of thy kindred called by this name. And they made signs unto his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. See, it was up to the father what the name would be. It was up to the father that Jesus' name would be Jesus. Amen. And it was indeed, uh, it is indeed a heavenly name. His name came down from heaven. And that's very fitting because where did he come from? Amen. He came down from heaven. Uh, amen. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. The Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, he came down from heaven. Yes, uh, make no mistake about it. It was a, a glorious morning. But I want to tell you, uh, it was not the son that was born that morning. It was, it, was, it was the child that was born. The son was given. The son already existed. And uh, he came down from heaven and put on uh, that body. Make no mistake about it. 
He came down from heaven. He preceded uh, uh, all things. In John 17, 5, Jesus, praying to the Father, says this, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Did you get that? The Bible says about Jesus Christ that he made all things and without anything, without, without him was not anything made which is made. He made everything. And uh, he was with the Father. We believe in the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And yet he came down to earth and he put on uh, that body that, that he might come to be our Savior. The name of Jesus is a heavenly name. And we rejoice in Christmas time for that. And secondly, we see number two, the name of Jesus is a human name. The name of Jesus is a human name. You see, even in his time, there were others on earth who had the name of Jesus. And uh, so it was a name uh, that, we, that we would see. We see some people in the Bible uh, named, named Jesus. The Apostle Paul uh, is uh, naming some, uh, uh, some, some disciples and such that are with him. He says in Colossians uh, 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 4.10, he says, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you. Marcus, sister, son to Barnabas, he says uh, in, in, in Colossians 4.11, and Jesus, which is called Justice, uh, and so here is uh, here is one with uh, the, the the same name Jesus uh, as Jesus. Uh, so it's it's indeed also a human name. And how fitting is that? Because what did what did we just sing a little bit a little bit ago? God God to us in human form. Amen. He came down and he became a human. He was a hundred percent God and he was a hundred percent man. And uh, beyond our understanding, he took on uh, our, uh, our, our humanity. This Jesus uh, was also a, a human name. Matter of fact, the name has its roots Jesus, in, the, in the Hebrew, uh, Jehoshua or Joshua. And uh, uh, in the book of Hebrews, the writer is referring to, uh, to Joshua. And uh, in uh, Hebrews 4.8, uh, the writer says, For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? So uh, Joshua didn't, uh, what? Didn't lead in Israel into perfect rest, did he? No, there was a rest to come. And who would bring that rest? Jesus Christ, the New Testament, Joshua. Joshua, the deliverer, uh, the savior. And he indeed uh, would bring that rest. What did Jesus say? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and what? I will give you rest. And frankly, that rest is the very fact that when we learn the scriptures, we learn to understand that salvation, as precious as it is, as priceless as it is, is a free gift offered to all mankind. Uh, there's nothing that we can do to earn it. To deserve it. it. I guess a good way to look at it is. It is so precious. There's nothing we can ever do to earn it or deserve it. It has to be given. And, uh, and God gave it. 
but it came at a great price, the price of his precious son. Because we, didn't, we know he didn't come just to be born in a manger. He came what? To live a perfect life and then die on a cruel cross. Be put and buried in a tomb and then to rise again the third day that he might secure a free justification for us all. All who will turn to him believing in his deity, in the work that he accomplished on Calvary, dying for our sins, rising again, calling upon him in childlike faith, I trust in you, risen Lord Jesus, Son of God. Forgive me, save me, give me salvation. Just like that it happens the moment the heart turns from that sin. Sorry for that sin. Cries out for that forgiveness. God, because of Jesus Christ, will forgive, uh, uh, will, will save. It is, his name is, is a human name. Uh, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 tells us, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. You see, Jesus Christ, our Savior, because he put on human form, he understands our sorrows, amen. He understands uh, our weaknesses. He understands this flesh can be weary and weak. And uh, his became weary and weak too, yet, yet uh, never to the point of sinning against the Father. He died sinless uh, so that he could take our sins upon him when he went to that cross and rose again so that he could take them away and banish them away forever for all those who would trust in him. What a, what a glorious Savior. Uh, what, a glorious, what a glorious Lord. Uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, 5 and following. Who being in the form of God thought and not robbery to be equal with God but what took upon him uh, 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 but, but he, he being the form of, he, he made himself no reputation took upon him the form of a servant was made the likeness of men being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself became obedient unto death he did this for you and I out of his love for us I, I like 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Many have uh, seen the, the acrostic's grace out of this 2 Corinthians 8, 9 well, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty, what, might be rich. I mean, can we fathom what God did when he became a man? Can we fathom that? It's beyond our understanding. The God whom all the worlds cannot contain stepped inside a little baby and dwelt in there in all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and came out of that virgin's womb on that first Christmas morning. <laughs> what an amazing thing to ponder. And that he did that simply so that he could suffer death for you and I. And what a, what a God. What a Savior. What a Savior. Uh, it, is a, it is a human name. I think about how he, he knows our needs. Uh, 
he, he, he humbled himself. Isaiah, uh, uh, Philippians talks about that. Isaiah 53, 2 says, He should grow up before him. Uh, that is the Savior, our Lord, before God. Uh, he should grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and we shall see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. You ever see a root coming up, spring up out of the ground? Especially the dry ground, all spindly and kind of looks kind of maybe weak. And you say, well, you know, nobody says, well, that, that's a beautiful plant. You say that about the big rose bush, you know, when it's all grown up and been well watered. You say, what, what, I wonder what, what that little spindly thing is going to be. There's no glory really to take a second look at it. You know, some people, they paint these grand pictures of, of Jesus. And I don't think he looks anything like anything I've ever seen painted uh, that says this is what Jesus might look like. I, I don't think he does. I think my Bible says if we looked at it, we'd say it. That, that, that guy's kind of homely. Uh, we, we wouldn't give him a second look. But I tell you, we would if we could see his heart. Amen. <laughs> if we could see his love shining through him. I tell you, that, that's all the difference. And who he is. What a God. What a Savior. He became like us. I was thinking about that. Uh, you know, the Bible says that it, we as believers, that, uh, uh, that we, uh, uh, we're going to serve God. As we serve God here, He gives us rewards. Revelation talks about some of that. In Revelation 2.17 it says, uh, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna and will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth saving he that received it. You say expound on that preacher. That's about all I can expound on there because that's about all he's given us on that. We're, gonna, we're serving him and somehow he's going to give us a new name. And you know what? It's going to be between me. My, my new name is going to be between me and Jesus. Your new name is going to be between you and Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful thing? But you know what? He became like us. He became human. And the amazing thing is, and I don't have full understanding of this either, but I read also that in Revelation 19.12, the Bible says about our Lord Jesus Christ. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Did you get that? That's the same thing he gave us. I wonder where that came from. I don't know. I'll just wonder. I just know that it's like us. Amen. We got a name from him that no man knows uh, uh, but, but us and him. He has a name that no man knows but himself. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? How he, in, in a sense, associates with us in some way, perhaps uh, beyond what we can fathom even right now. The name of Jesus, praise God, is a heavenly name. It's a human name. Thirdly, the name of Jesus is a healing name. It's a healing name. He shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call this name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And I want to tell you, there is no healing like that. There is no healing like being saved uh, 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 from, uh, uh, from, our, from our sins. His name Jesus. 
um, Easus. It has Hebrew origins. Of course, we already saw that, that Joshua uh, uh, was uh, was uh, uh, the, the same the deliverer in the Hebrew there. But uh, some have told us it means it, it, it speaks of Jehovah is salvation, and Jehovah or Jehovah. Uh, being a combination of uh, the Hebrew names for God, uh, uh, Yahweh and Adonai, and uh, God being you know, some of the Hebrews that they 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 they, they, uh, they esteemed God's name so holy they didn't want to pronounce it, and so we have uh, Yehovah, a combination of the uh, the consonants of uh, of Yahweh uh, and the uh, and uh, and the vowel points of Adonai uh, together. Uh, Jehovah and God is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. Isaiah fifty three five tells us tells us Isaiah he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We are healed. Now I want to do just a little Bible study this morning. Uh, I guess that's okay since we're in church, amen. And uh, uh, just to look at this, some people think and believe uh, uh, because of this verse and some others that in the atonement, when Jesus died for you and rose again and you believed on him, you also received the right to have perfect health. In other words, if you'll just believe, it's all paid for in the atonement and just trust him, uh, uh, you can be healed and you have the right to perfect health. Uh, you'll be healed. Some people believe that. Well, I, I, want to, I, I want to look at that and we'll see that's not what the Bible's teaching. But we'll see, and I hope you don't miss this, especially if you're watching and you're one of those people that believe that, because you'll see that the Bible doesn't teach that, but it teaches something far better. <laughs> what it te- the healing that it talks about is far better than even that. Uh, than, if, than if you were promised perfect, perfect health on this earth. The, the, what it really say is really, really saying is far better than that. And we'll see that uh, as we look at that briefly this morning. Uh, one of those passages, uh, and, and of course uh, they, they, they would think of uh, certain passages as Moses in 34, 7. Uh, he was 120 years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. So Moses, it seems, died with what? <laughs> Pretty good health as far as we can tell. Uh, we don't see there's a- 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 anything wrong with him. Uh, and uh, those, many of those who believe, would claim these promise, would, try, would believe they can claim this promise, believe that it's a conditional promise, what? On your faithfulness to God. It's a conditional promise that you're not willfully sinning against God. You, you, you hit things right with God, and then you believe his promise. Then, and by the way, there are conditional promises in the word of God, are there not? And they, they would look at this promise in that way. Well, if you walk with God and get right with God, that, you know, you're not uh, having sins, you're, you're willfully continuing in, and you believe that he will heal you, he will do that. That's how they look at that. And, uh, but may I remind you, Moses, you know, with his perfect health, when he died, his, his death was a chastisement for his sin. Do you remember that? Uh, why did Moses die? Moses was taken out early because he what? Rebelled against God. And God would not, it would, in that case, would not excuse him for that. Uh, now, that didn't keep him out of, uh, out of going to the glory to be with God, but that did keep him out of the promised land. 
And because of that, God took Moses away. He could not go into the promised land. That doesn't fit real good with the idea, you know, of, uh, you know, uh, uh, of, of being perfect and holy when, when Moses, you know, was, the very death was taken out because of, of obedience, against, obedience against God. Here's another passage they would apply. Uh, Matthew 8, 14. Jesus comes into Peter's house and uh, Peter's wife's mother is with, has a fever. And the Bible says he touched her hand and the fever left her. She arose and ministered unto them. Uh, when even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. See, they would use that verse to say, Well, there's the promise right there. Well, uh, we're going to look at Isaiah 53. Uh, three through six, and we'll have just that brief Bible study. And what's he talking about there in Matthew eight, uh, taking our sicknesses and infirmities? What's, what's he talking about in uh, in Isaiah fifty three five, where where uh, where uh, by his stripes we are healed? Well, if you look at Isaiah fifty three three, he is despised and rejected of men. This is of course looking prophetically at the Messiah. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with, what's the word? Grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. And he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our, what? Griefs. And carried our sorrows. Yea, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, we've got a couple different things being talked about here in, in Isaiah. If you, look, if you look at the word for griefs in Isaiah 53.3 and Isaiah 53.4, by the way, what could griefs mean? If we just use our, you know, our, our thinking, well, griefs could mean you know, uh, uh, when you don't get that job you, want, you, you wanted to get. You know, griefs could mean when you don't win the lottery, you know. I mean, you bought 1,500 tickets, you know, and you can be grieved about, I mean, griefs, we, we could go a long way with what griefs could be, you know, couldn't, couldn't we? But the Hebrew word griefs there uh, has the idea of, of it, it, it is a Hebrew word kali, has the idea of sickness, disease, grief. Uh, Twelve, uh, in our Bible, 12 times it's sickness, seven times it's disease, four times it's grief, once it's sick. So it has, it has primarily what? The idea of sicknesses, of, of disease, that word grief. There's what, there's what Matthew 8 is, for, is referring to. He took our griefs. What did he do when he was there? He, Jesus did many miracles upon earth to bear witness that he was Messiah. And that was one of them. And Isaiah prophesied that's what he would do. That would be one of those signs. And that's, by the way, that's exactly what he did. He took their sicknesses. Oh, he healed them and took them away. Doesn't mean that he promised to do that for all eternity. Or that he bought that for us in his atonement. Isaiah was prophesying what, G, what the Messiah would do when he walked upon the earth. And that's what he did in Matthew 8. That's what he did with those. He took those away. Uh, and, uh, and so we see that. 
the promise of healing in Isaiah 53.5 is in a little different context. What does Isaiah 53.5 say? He was wounded for what? Our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So the very uh, immediate context of Isaiah 53.5 is talking about what? Transgressions and our, and, and, our, and our iniquities. That's what we get healed of when we trust Jesus Christ to be a Savior. That's what the atonement is for. It's for the healing of our sicknesses. I mean, I'm sorry, of our transgressions, not our sicknesses, of, uh, of, uh, of, our, of our sins, uh, not, not our physical diseases. That's what's promised uh, in the atonement, the healing of our soul spiritually uh, in, in bringing us, in bringing us uh, back to God, our transgressions, our iniquities. See, the greatest wound that has ever been inflicted upon mankind is the wound of our sin, which has severed our soul from life with God. You say, well, how is, you know, what, what is, you know, how, how can we be healed of our transgressions? Uh, how, how can we be healed, you know, of, of our iniquities? What's he talking about there? He's talking about that divide. Uh, through the fall of man, we were separated from God because of sin. Man became spiritually dead. In, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, that Paul is writing to believers and he's talking about how we were before we got saved. And he, and he writes in Hebrews 2.12, At that time, you were what? Without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Uh, he goes on, uh, having no hope without God in the world. Hopeless. Uh, we were without God. We were apart from God, in a sense, uh, in the world. But, Paul goes on to write the healing salvation God has provided. And he, and he writes in verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who what? Were far off are made what? Made nigh by the blood of Christ. See, there's the healing. When you're lost in your sin, you're far away. You're apart from God. You're without hope. When you trust Jesus Christ, you are healed by his blood. Your sins are forgiven and you are made nigh by the blood of Christ. And I want to tell you something. That is far better than any physical healing, okay? That's far better than being delivered from any, any physical sickness, ailment, or disease. That is far better. Far, far better. Uh, and we can thank God for that. And, uh, and the, the, the context of Isaiah 53 bears witness to that. Again, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are, we are healed. Look at verse 6. All we like sheep have what? Gone astray. Apart, away from God. And have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquities of us all. And when we receive him, he brings us what? Back to God, doesn't he? There's that healing. Matchless healing. That matchless healing. And by the way, uh, we see that in the context of Isaiah. And the New Testament clarifies that. Many times when you see a New Testament passage quoted, quoting an Old Testament passage, and it's not quite the same, 
If you look at it closely, you'll find out that many times it's actually clarifying the Old Testament passage. The Old Testament is what? A shadow of things to come? And the New Testament is what? The things, the things come, right? Many times uh, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a clarifying. When we read uh, in Isaiah, uh, surely he hath borne our griefs, what did we say? Oh, well, unless we dug into the Hebrew there, we might not have a, a clear understanding that leans a little bit more towards sickness and stuff. But when you read in Matthew 18, what does, what does, the, what does Matthew call it? Sicknesses. So it clarifies what Isaiah was talking about when he bore our griefs and what he, and what he actually did when he was ministering upon the earth. But what about this healing of sins, this drawing us back to God? The New Testament is very clear. Uh, in 1 Peter 3.18 Christ also, also hath once suffered for sins the just for the unjust unjust, just God just, we're unjust far apart from God Christ hath once suffered for sins the just for the unjust why? that he might bring us to God there's that healing that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit and I tell you that is the healing of all healings. Amen. That's the healing of all healings. Uh, you who are sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. How close are you made nigh? Ephesians 5.30 We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. <laughs> That's pretty close. Amen. Uh, Jesus said that he did these things that we might be one with him. I want to tell you as far as a family relationship as far as, as, far as being, a, being a child of God you can't be any more a child of God uh, once you get born again you're as much of a child of God as you ever be you are, you're as close to God in that respect as you'll ever be as being one of his in, 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 in a sense we are not healed by any efforts uh, in that sense of any, any efforts of our own are we uh, we are, it's, 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 the, uh, it, it's the blood of Christ <clears throat> Peter told us in uh, <clears throat> Second Peter two four, who his own selves bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. What's it say? By whose stripes ye what's the word? Were healed. You see, you were healed of the divide between you and God because of your sins. You were healed of that the moment you believed in Jesus Christ to be your Savior. And that is wonderful. That is far better, obviously, uh, than any, any physical healing. And by the way, uh, once God heals you, you say, well, what, well, what if I sin again? God will give you a weapon. Uh, God chastens all his children. He doesn't kick anybody out of the house. Uh, Brother Chris was talking this morning about how God completes things. God finishes things. And Philippians 1.6, we are confident this very thing. He which hath begun a good work in you, what? We'll perform it in the day of Jesus Christ. Listen, once you get saved, God's not quitting until he's done. He's going to make every Christian like Jesus Christ. Now, for some of us, that's going to involve a whole lot of chastening and suffering upon this earth along the way. For other of us, for other of us, maybe not so much. The, 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 one of the objects is for us to make that as least as possible. Amen? 
But when that sudden appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ in, our, in the rapture comes, what? God's going to finish that work, amen? God's going to make us like, like Jesus Christ. Uh, what a name, a healing name, a healing name. Fourthly and finally, uh, we see it is, it is an honored name. It is an honored name. He shall bring forth a son. I shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He shall save his people from their sins. I like that. In Acts 4.12, we read what? Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other way. No other way. No other way to go. Oh, the, the, the song says, uh, no other way but Jesus. I like Hebrews 1 3. Hebrews 1 3. <clears throat> Who being the brightness of his glory, Jesus Christ, the brightness of God's glory, the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had, what's it say? By himself purged our sins I like that you know there was nothing I could do to be purged from my sin <laughs> he purged my sins by himself you say well well you put your faith in him preacher that doesn't make my faith anything great uh, what's great about faith is uh, faith is only as good as what you put it in amen uh, I, you know, I, I, I could believe that, that, if I, that if I step out the window, I'm not going to fall on the ground. You know? but, my, but my belief wouldn't help me a bit. Why? Because I put it in the wrong thing. It's the object of the faith that makes the difference. He by himself purged our sins. I like 2 Corinthians 6, 7 through 11. Paul writes, he says, Such were some of you who used to be uh, involved in all kinds of sin, living ungodly lives. He says in 1 Corinthians 6, 11, Such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified. Now, how did all that come about? Did that involve my efforts in striving to be godly? Absolutely not. How does the verse continue? But ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified. Here it is. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Did you get that? In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Every person that gets into heaven is justified fully and finally in the sight of God through faith in what Jesus Christ did alone on the cross and who he is plus zero. Nothing else. We're justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. Folks, that's better than any healing, isn't it? That's better than any physical healing, isn't it? That means if you die of a disease and you're born again, you're going to heaven. That means if, if you have a sickness... Uh, it may not be because of your sin. It may just be because sometimes people get sick. Amen. And you know what? God may heal you. You may pray. And you may pray for miraculous healing. The Bible is full of miraculous healings. I never said God doesn't miraculously heal. I just said he never promised to. I don't know about you, I find God often does even more than he promises. But you see, 
Sometimes he chooses not to. And if he had promised that, he wouldn't be able to do that. Because once the criteria was meet for the promise, he would be obliged to obey it. And many people who unfortunately miss the greatest promise in Isaiah, the promise of being healed of our iniquities, the promise of, of being returned to the shepherd and bishop of our souls through the forgiveness of sins, they miss the greatest promise. And then they try to claim those healing things. And many of the people in their church or in their faith, in their religion, whom they esteem as godly, whom they esteem as holy, they die of some disease. They die of some sickness. And what happens? They're left confused in their faith. Why? Because their faith is misdirected. There's no promise promise for physical healing in the Bible. God often will. He often does. But sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't. I think of Elijah, that great prophet Elijah. The Bible says he died of a sickness. Hmm. He died of a sickness. Well, poor, poor Elijah. He could have trusted God to heal him if he'd have got things right. No, that's not what the Bible says. He just died of a sickness. But you know what happens later on? There were some soldiers and stuff in the country there. And, and as the Israelites uh, saw the enemy coming in the distance there, and Elijah's grave was nearby. And so they, they, they were carrying a, a body out, getting ready to, to bury him. They lowered the body down on Elijah's grave. And what happened? He came to life. He rose again. I don't know about you, but that's, to me, that's a pretty, test, pretty good testament. Elijah did okay, all right? Uh, uh, even though he died of a sickness, he died of a disease, he, he did okay, I think. Because God even still used his bones, what, to perform a miracle, amen? I'm telling you. And the devil has the people who are trusting those things so discouraged. They can't figure out why God won't heal them. They think that God promised them perfect healing and yet they missed that he promised them a perfect salvation they live their lives many of them thinking they can lose their salvation every day any moment and missing that's exactly what God saved us from through Jesus Christ that's exactly the promise of Isaiah 53 5 and so many others in the Bible is that we are healed from our separation from God and brought back to him eternally the honored name the honored name Colossians 3.11 in, in uh, where in Christ Jesus there is neither Greek nor Jew circumcision nor uncircumcision barbarian Scythian bond nor free but what Christ is all and in all he is all and in all what a glorious Lord and one day Philippians 2.10 at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord Adonai that, 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 that exalted name of God in the Old Testament Adonai that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father no other name no other name oh the Christmas I love Christmas time I love songs that sing about the names of Jesus. That'll be good. Think about the name you like of, of, of God the best in the Bible there and prepare that for, for, for Thursday night. That'll be good. And uh, that, that, that's a blessing. 
and uh, and we're looking forward to what God will do should he tarry uh, uh, but we're looking for him to come how suddenly amen and uh, and we're thankful thankful for that promise let's pray Heavenly Father I thank you I thank you for your promise I thank you for the sign that my wife just gave that snatching us out so quickly and God, no wonder you have told us to watch and be ready. Uh, and, uh, and Lord, we thank you that we can be. And that we can be doing that. We thank you that, that we're forever forgiven in Jesus Christ. But we understand that sins yet can ruin our testimony. Bring us all kinds of misery. And bring us to the point where maybe people won't even believe what we say if we're living such an ungodly life and it'd be our own misery I think many many Christians who who try to walk in their old sins become more miserable than even lost people because lost people many of them don't realize yet uh, where they're headed but father Christians who know you and walk with you know that there's nothing greater than that there's no greater joy in life than to be saved and be right with you. And Father, once, uh, once we're out of step, uh, Lord, we want to be back in step. And so, Father, I thank you and I praise you for that. Thank you for Christmas time. And God, there may be some out there who, have, who are watching online or who would watch this service later and, and they've never seen Jesus Christ for the exalted Savior that he is. They've never seen salvation as the free gift or understood it as the free gift that it is. And I pray they would realize just that and that as your spirit convicts them of their sin because you came to save us from, their, from our sins and you said that uh, the wages of sin is death. You said that death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Your word says all that. And yet, Lord, you also said whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord that's Jesus Christ shall be saved and God they could do that right now just call upon you to save them and forgive you and forgive them in, in their own words trusting in what your blessed son has done and Father if that would be the case for someone uh, uh, seeing this lesson now watching this message now I pray they'd do it they'd just speak to you in a heart to heart the best way that I know because the promise of your word it'll be done Father, we thank you. We praise you. Help us to be lights for you now at this time, uh, Lord, and always, Father, as we look for your, for, for your sudden return. Lord, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.